Hello everyone, welcome to the Joking Dolphin Game Pod. I'm Mark and as always I'm joined by Matthew. Yeah, hello. And Nathan. Hello, Ski. Are we alright, lads? Aye, doing Aye, well. Too bad, Captain. I've never been called that before, but I'll take it. Right. <laughs> uh, news. Quite a few things to talk about, so shall we kick off with the rumour? Was it a leak? I don't know. About the potential competitor that places is going to have for Microsoft's Game Pass. Or Xbox's Game Pass, should I say. Hmm. Now, how did this news actually come about? I don't really know. I can't recall. I'm, I'm assuming it'll, it'll probably be some sort of leak, as it always is. Yeah. Well, apparently it was due to a document seen by Bloomberg right. about the new subscription service that they're planning on doing, Project Spartacus. Yep, that's his code name. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it will be available on the PS4 and the PS5. It's expected to launch in the spring. Hmm. Mm. Apparently, it will merge the two existing subscription plans, the PlayStation Plus and PlayStation Now. Let's be honest, PlayStation Now. I don't know anybody who uses it. No, I, I, had a, it? Uh, I had like a month free trial. I think I only used it for one game. <laughs> well, that's it old, isn't it? So it's going to merge them two. Probably a good idea. Uh, it, play, it plans to retain the PlayStation Plus branding and phase out PlayStation Now. You'll pay a monthly fee for access to a catalogue of modern and classic games with three tiers. So tier one will include existing PlayStation Plus benefits. Tier two will have a large catalogue of PS4 and eventually PS5 games. And tier three will add extended demos, game streaming, and a library of classic PS1, PS2, PS3, and PSP games. Mm. That sounds good. Do you think it's going to get anywhere close to Game Pass? Well, it depends how, how much they push it and how... And what mm. games they put on, because with Game Pass, you're getting new games like Flight Simulator, Forza Horizon 5, um, and like the real AAA titles. I think if Sony follows suit and put their AAA titles on there, like Horizon Forbidden West's coming up, um, God of War Ragnarok, if they get games like that on there, then it's really going to push that side of it for them. But for the amount of money that they put in to develop them games, are they going to be willing to swallow that cost to put it into a subscription service? That's the question. Yeah, but they're all a bit late to the party with it because, you know, obviously they've had this PlayStation Plus bit and then when the PS5 launched, they put these, they had these PlayStation Plus, um, I forgot what they call them. Well, they, they had their AAA titles on, didn't they? If you were PlayStation Plus. Oh, the... Oh, the PlayStation like, Plus collection. collection. Yeah. Yeah. So they've kind of shot themselves in the foot by already having that out as opposed because then they could have launched this service with all these AAA titles, couldn't they? Yeah. But now they can't do that. So many people have probably already played these titles when they just had PlayStation Plus. So have they got anything new to fall back on now? If you see what I mean. It's yeah. only going to be like future titles, isn't it? Well, they've got some time to build up what well, they are yeah. going to put into it. But mm. it's just Microsoft, Microsoft's got a head start, haven't they? Yeah. I mean, I think mm. it's a good move in them getting rid of the PlayStation now. Yeah. Uh, because... The, the only time you ever see anything about it is when you're browsing through games on the store and you see this little icon, you're like, what's that? <laughs> I, I remember it from a few years ago, but I don't, I'm not quite sure what it is. Um, so, yeah, I'm glad that they're, do, they're doing this because, let's face it, it's been an absolute farce, that entire platform. They've not pushed it as well as they should have. And I think immersion into PlayStation Plus, which everybody knows what PS Plus is, and them doing this tiered system, I think it's the right way to go for them if they are looking to go against Microsoft on that side of things. Would you be purchasing this? 
depending on the games, because I'm I'm into my classic titles, as you probably know. So if the PS1, PS2, PS3 and PSP games are, are decent enough, then I'd potentially go for the third tier. And I'd be interested to see what the extended demos actually mean. Yeah, that's curious, that. So is that going to be like something before a game's released? You're going to get a few months in advance of demo of it? Yeah. Like, if they did like a, a Horizon Forbidden West demo where you got like a, an hour's worth or even half an hour's worth of gameplay of the actual game to yeah. properly wet your whistle for it, then I'd re- I'd definitely be into that. I suppose we'll see. I'd like to see the, the library of classic games that they can they can bring through because they, obviously they've got a massive library when it comes to the previous consoles, but how much, how many of those will actually be on the service would be... Um, interesting to see do you think this is a response to the um claims that they don't seem to do much for game preservation sony because I, I think that's so. that's one yeah. thing that's a lot of they've had a lot of stick it because they got a lot I... of flack for shutting down like the psp store and all that kind yeah. of stuff so it's good that they're adding that into into this well I'm the psp sure. games that is i'm not sure i think i think they've they've probably just always had an idea that they needed something to sort of combat Game Pass because it's it's just blew up and is widely you know praised by the gaming community. So but we've said this before. Microsoft have got the ability to lose money, so well, they don't it. really have Ga- that sort of clout for them. Well, yeah, because yeah. Game mm. Pass is still not paying for itself. Yeah, because there's only I think the last time I read about 18 million subscribers or something like that. There might be more. Right? Just double check, but still, it's not enough to warrant if you spend a hundred million on developing a game or even more to put that game on Game Pass, for example. Not to mention all the other titles you've got on there. I want to know the prices. I want to know. When you've got three tiers, how significantly different are they going to be? So basically, it's tier one just PlayStation Plus as it is now. Yeah, I presume. By the looks of that, it says PlayStation Plus benefits such as what it currently is now. <laughs> online play, free monthly well, titles. So I wouldn't be so sure about that. That's the thing. I can't see why it'd go any cheaper. Yeah, you got, it'd I go could... more expensive, wouldn't it? Mm. Well, I suppose. Yeah, I think they, what they might end up doing is charging an extra ten pounds a month for PlayStation Plus, and then like kind of lowering the gap between the second and third tiers to make it look like you're getting a better deal, so that you do get pushed into. Going for that second or third tier, yeah. But they could um, they could bring out something absolutely amazing at a great price point for all we know. But we won't know unless they tell us. Mm. We'll await that one with bated breath. Mm. Mm. Uh, Shall we talk about trademark claims? That exciting world of trademark claims. Yeah, it's very exciting. So you know, take two. Mm-hmm. Who? So the, yeah, so the, you know the the owners of GTA and all that other stuff well they've gone up they've tried to go up against it takes two i know game of very much you like nathan yep on trademark grounds so this is a, a article from Eurogamer, written by tom phillips it, says, it takes two the latest game uh, from brothers of taylor two sons joseph farris has been hit by a trademark claim from grand theft auto parent company take two the acclaimed co-op puzzler about a pair of divorcing parents was struck by a trademark claim before its release earlier this year it is emerged Record show developer Hazelight subsequently abandoned ownership of the name. In a statement to Your Game this week, a Hazelight spokesperson said the studio cannot comment on ongoing disputes, but the team was hopeful it will be resolved. Still, Hazelight 
did not dispute it had been forced to abandon the trademark to its game because of Take-Two, something which could be seen in a notice of abandonment sent to US patent office shortly after Take-Two's claim was filed. The team also did not comment on how this had impacted Hazelnut's ability to sell or market Take-Two currently, any plans to rename the game or ideas for any potential sequel. Take-Two declined to comment. <sighs> it's just a bit sad, really, isn't it? It's bit, I just find it a bit pathetic. Yeah, I don't understand why they do why they're doing this. Nobody confuses take two with it takes two. You know, it's uh... yeah. <laughs> in me buying the game, that thought never crossed my yeah. mind at all. It's just a, a long line of stupid things that take two have been doing. I mean, they've been going on after modders and all sorts of. Apparently, they've done something like twenty five similar sort of trademark things in the past mm. year or so, and that's usually something. Usually don't have that about in like six or seven years. Other companies have done, so they've been like been very aggressive in their trademark and things yeah. like that. Yeah, as opposed people to must just... not be buying as many shark cards as they want, so mm. they're going after people. <laughs> yeah, maybe so. But yeah, I'm just this meh. Get out of here. Take I don't. I don't know what they do I... if they won it. Like people have already got the the title, like the game it takes two. So they probably have to pay damages for um, however many games there are out for that at the minute. Then they'd have to rename it and redistribute it, and just it, it does seem like a strange one. Well, Take Two, I don't think Take Two owns the trademark of it. I think what it is is they prevented them from getting the trademark for It Takes Two, just in case Take Two wanted to do anything with that, that terminology. Oh, in the future. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they can't now because it's already been used. So Sodom. Sorry, Take Two Interactive. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> nope. Just no. Uh, swinging it back around to when it seemed like we couldn't go a podcast without some sort of studio being acquired by another studio. Um, it has come out recently um, that Epic Games um, have acquired the company Harmonix, um, obviously famous for um, developing Rock Band um, and the original Guitar Hero, funnily enough. I didn't know that actually. So they Armix sort of put out like a little kind of announcement about it, kind of you know welcoming the acquisition, like wanting to partner with Epic Games and whatnot. And I think they did a bit of sort of a QA stuff on their current products. What would it mean? How how would that be affected? I think some of the sort of key things that sort of came out of that is that. Rock Band, Rock Band 4 is still going to be sort of developing content or, well, adding new songs into the game. Don't know if there'll ever be like a, a Rock Band 5 at this point. <laughs> it just seems to keep on going. But a few a few key stuff was that um, it looks as though they've, they've got no sort of further plans to create more instruments, like newer instruments for consoles or whatnot. So don't know whether that's good thing, bad thing. I'm, I'm not sure. I know my my um, Rob Band's guitar works with PS5, so I'm kind of thankful that that still works. But I don't know about a lot of older kind of kit that they used to do for the older games. I don't know whether that still kind of works through the generations. One of the key things that I saw was that apparently, apparently they're going to be helping Epic create musical journeys and gameplay for Fortnite. I wonder when this would come into play. I was like, what does that mean? <laughs> We've just got an, another studio working on Fortnite. <laughs> it means I don't care. That's what it means. 
I mean, it, it could be interesting. I don't know. Some of the, some of the like music events they've done in Fortnite have actually been quite quite fun to play in. So if they suddenly turn turn one event to like a rock band stuff, they might be quite fun. But it's going to be in-game Glastonbury Festival. That's I'm calling it now. Ooh. Well, they had Ariana we... Grande, didn't they? So yeah, they've had quite a few like um, musical events in there, haven't they? No, oh, well there you go. So I don't know why getting harmonics to do more of it is, is a good thing or not. But there'll, we'll, be somebody, we'll there'll be somebody one day playing Fortnite with the rock band drums and absolutely slapping people. Yeah. Got to get that chicken dinner. Should we talk about scalpers? Yeah. The yeah. lovely subject Love of scalpers. scalpers. So in America, uh, new legislation is apparently going through to prevent scalping. So this is a article from Your Gamer by Matt Wells. So the politicians in the US have announced a new legislative I can't say that word. Legislative? That, that'll, that's, that's, the, that's, yeah, enough. that's it. Bill, I like the name of this one. It's called, they've called it the Stopping Grinch Bots Act. Okay. <laughs> After the Dr. Zeus character that stole Christmas, which seeks to curtail the scalping of high demand toys and goods. The bill, which specifically targets scalpers using bots to snap up online inventories of in-demand items in order to resell them at significantly high prices, doesn't limit its focus to video game industry, but it would certainly cover items such as consoles and graphics cards. Uh, these 30 party sellers use bots to bypass security measures and manipulate online sales systems to buy toys. The press release announced, uh, announcing the bill explains, leading to sometimes being almost impossible to buy online or in stores at retail prices, exasperated shortages caused by stressed supply chains. At a time when families should be able to spend time with their loved ones, digital Grinch bots are forcing Americans to scour online sites in the hopes of finding an affordable gift or paying exorbitant prices for a single toy. The announcement continues. These bots don't just squeeze consumers, they pose a problem for small businesses, local retailers and other entrepreneurs trying to ensure they have the best items in stock for their customers. The bill has been proposed by Representative Paul Tonko, Senator Richard Blumenthal, Senator uh, Majority Leader Charles E. Schumer and Senator Ben Ray Lujan and is intended to create a more level playing field so everyone has a fair chance of buying popular products at reasonable prices when shopping online. Good. I just wish it happened over here. I know yeah. in the early days there was talk about yeah, Parliament and all that, but I don't think anything's was... come about it, have they? I've not heard anything. No, they're probably too busy worrying about COVID and the new variant to stop scalpers. You think that's what they're thinking about? Any now, let's not get into politics. <laughs> stop, stop. <laughs> But yeah, that's good. It's, it's a good thing. I mean, you can't argue with this, can you? No, definitely yeah, it's not. a good thing. Like, I think the actual act of buying something and then selling it on for higher than its price, I think that's fine. Is the is the actual usage? Yeah, of it's, it's it's the bot aspect, isn't it? It's the, the scooping up. Loads yeah, of, yeah, that's just, the issue. Yeah, because that's just creating artificial scarcity, pushing the prices up for yeah. for yeah. me and you and everybody else. Sub those guys. Yeah, so if that reduces this, good. Get it over here, please. Mm. Get it everywhere, in fact. Yeah. So, from US scalping to Japanese scalping. Ooh. So there was international a scalper. scalping. International, <laughs> yeah, that's it. Um, so there was a, um, a Japanese scalper arrested for attempting to resell consoles that were scheduled for delivery. So this delivery guy was given a truckload of consoles to then deliver to whoever had already purchased them. And what does he do? The total opposite of that. He attempts to resell them all. Ooh. I don't know how he thought he was going to get away <laughs> with this. Yeah. 
Um, it turns out if if he did manage to sell them all at the going rate, it would have got twenty six thousand dollars worth of profit. I mean, for me, it's not really worth your job, is it? Twenty six thousand dollars. It's not a lot of money in the grand scheme of things. I think it's just, so. I go. So he was just a noble delivery guy. Yeah. So he was given the so stock. So, yeah. So to it deliver. Wasn't... So it wasn't it was, just scalping. It was, less it was just a theft. small robbery, wasn't yeah. it? <laughs> well, yeah. He just heisted. <laughs> but he was selling them at exuberant prices and he could have made 26,000 profit. I don't know what was going through his mind. Yeah, I'd love to know what gave him that idea. They thought, I think, oh, I yeah, think I'll just, be able to just I drive off these. Yeah, he just opened the back truck door. He just saw, like, yeah. cash symbols in his eyes, didn't he? That's Light it. bulb yeah. goes on. It's like, yeah. oh, I've got a brilliant idea. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody will know these have gone. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> strange strange yeah uh, some people, people are trying anything well <laughs> to uh i suppose to swing this kind of background over to to playstation plus there's a bit of controversy over over one of the games that was announced for the playstation plus games for december um you, you may have heard so so I'll list off the, the, the other games that we are, we are getting with this. So on the PS4 side of things, uh, we are going to get LEGO DC Super Villains. I'm looking um, forward to that one. Which, yeah, I'm actually quite looking forward to that one. It's one of the few LEGO games I've not got. I'm Same for me as well. Yeah, I've, I've got pretty much most of them outside of that one. And a couple of others. Um, there's also announced um, for the PS4, we're going to get Mortal Shell. Um, which I believe is a very kind of Dark Souls-esque kind of game, if I recall. I've heard it's good. I'd, I'd like to give it a try at some point. When anybody ever says Dark Souls-esque to me, it's like, no, too difficult for me. No, too difficult. Okay. <laughs> um, people say every game is Dark Souls-esque now. That's the problem. Pretty That's much true. now, isn't it? It's not, it's not like... Um... Anybody, anytime there's a game with someone throwing a sword around, it's, it's Dark Souls-esque. Oh, it's Dark Souls-esque. <laughs> What's this Witcher 3? It's a bit like Dark Souls. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, right, so we've got those. Those coming for the PS4 side of things. So the game in question that's gone a bit of uh, a bit of slack uh, was Godfall. Um, but not the full game of Godfall, strangely enough. Um, I think it was... It's Gearbox, isn't it, that made Gearfall? Uh, Godfall, I think. Gearfall. Gearfall. Gearfall of Wars, Horizon. The crossover we need. Cross, yes, the crossover. So they, so it's essentially announced there would be, it'd be this new sort of edition of Godfall, called uh, I think it was Challengers edition. Yeah, the Challenger edition. edition. Yeah. Um, and it's very much going to be sort of like a, a stripped down version of the game where you essentially start straight into the end game content, like the like you don't play through the campaign at all i've heard somewhere that i don't think the campaign is actually that long apparently someone described it as like a glorified tutorial and that all the meat of the game is actually the end game content so there's three modes that comes with it it's called lightbringer dreamstones uh, and the ascended tower of trials um According to uh, sort of some of the stuff that was on it, apparently you'll be equipped with a spread of weapons and skill points, and you'll also be able to team up with two others in co-op. And once you've played sort of enough of it, um, the game does allow you to upgrade to the full version of the game. But a lot of people 
I've kind of cried foul of this because the game isn't the full game that you think you'd get out of um, out of the PlayStation Plus games. Yeah, it didn't even interest me anyway. It, it was launched hard. I think it kind of got forgotten. <laughs> I think, was this the game that had like the really weird music behind the gameplay? Yes, it was. Yeah. And it just didn't make any sense. That first trailer was terrible for it. It's just like, what is this? This didn't... Why? <laughs> well, this isn't helping matters, is it? <laughs> no. Um, I mean, there, there was a bit of a mix-up, because I think in the in the PlayStation blog that came out for it, it did describe the game as um, as being like a trial. It's like a trial game for the full version. A spokesperson for Counterplay, who developed the game, did have to come out and kind of correct the the wording used saying that um the challenge edition wasn't a trial (laughs) or a demo uh but was more of a sort of cut down version um but either way it's like it's not the full game it's not a trial it's a cut down version yeah because that sounds much better yeah i think they they will be selling this edition um separately at some point i think they've got it listed down as 15 dollars um, no price in the UK as of yet, but it's just like I don't yeah, even know if I even want to, if I want to even download it at this point, or even add it to my library. It's got no I'm interest. Play anyway. Yeah. I think I'll give it a go for nothing. I'll give it the hour. You give it the hour. The hour of power. And if it doesn't interest me, then it's gone. Yeah. Mm. I'll wait for your favorite then, because I'm not bothered. I'm not using precious space on my PS5 for that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I can go for Lego. Yeah. Should we talk about Hideo Kojima? Or more specifically, Kojima Productions. So, this is from an article on gamesindustry.biz. Death Stranding developer Kojima Productions has launched a new division dedicated to music, TV, and film. Mm. So, based in LA, uh, the new division is designed to take the game studio's games to other pop culture areas. The new team will be led by Riley Russell, who joins the company after a nearly 28-year stint at PlayStation in various roles, including Chief Legal Officer and VP of Business Affairs. The new division will be tasked with working with creative and talented professionals in television, music and film, as well as the more familiar games industry. The team has as its charter the goal of expanding the reach and awareness of the properties now under development at Kojima Productions, and to make them even more a part of, of popular culture. Although we are a global organisation, the new business development team will be centred in LA. Uh, we are truly excited and looking forward to working with the very best entertainment talent we can across all of the entertainment industries. Kojima Productions business development manager Yoshiko Fukada added, finding new ways to entertain, engage and offer value to our fans is essential in a fast-moving, ever-changing storytelling world. Our new division will take the studio into even more areas that present our creative narratives beyond video games and to open up ways for our fans to communicate and immerse themselves in these spaces. Mmm, curious. So, Kojima is going into the TV and film mainstream. Goodness yes. knows what this is going to be. <laughs> to be fair, you know, a lot of his stuff is very cinematic, so it kind of makes sense. I mean, I'd quite like a Death Stranding TV series. I don't think a film would work, but I think a TV series might work. Mm. Well, you know, well, we're going to cast as the main character work. already. Well, yeah, there you go. It's already set, isn't it? Uh, what do you think of that? Interesting. I think it'd be interesting. I kind of want to know kind of more about what these other things they're working on. Yeah, this thing we don't really know what the other things like, are. Oh, yeah, all we've got is Death Stranding. Yeah. If I could, I would actually like to see if they could develop um, PT into some sort of like film or series. That Ooh, could be that'd good. be interesting. 
Well, yeah, but we're going into the realms of Konami here, aren't we? Well, you can still use the same stuff without having to call it PT. TP. (laughs) TP. T's are playable. Well, that's that's very interesting, I think. That's kind of makes sense if you look at Kojima. He's always wanted to get into that side of, of like the movie industry, isn't he? So I've just got a, a short thing about a, a fix that's been released for Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl. So they've fixed the cloning glitches. So there was a glitch that people were doing on in the menu storage area, which means you could trade like a clone of a Pokemon. But now that's no longer an option. So they locked that out, which is good. Nobody ever traded me any clones. but So that's the thing. It was it was pretty rapid when the game came out. Cause I think there was actually quite a few different ways that um, players had found to like, be able to duplicate Pokemon. It's like, obviously you're not meant to be able to do that. You kind of, especially with like legendary Pokemon. But yeah, it was, uh, yeah. It was pretty rampant with that, and I think a lot of people aren't all too happy they fixed it. <laughs> They'll have to grind now. They'll have to get the Pokemon, transfer into Pokemon Home, start the game again, and get other Pokemon that they want, or starters and things, and then That's it. do it the proper way. Right. Do you want to talk about Bioshock? Or Why specifically, not? the new Bioshock. Mm-hmm. So we know that there's a new Bioshock on the, on the way, apparently. And this is from Game Infinitus. It says, Cloud Chamber Studio is working on the next game in the Bioshock universe, which is rumoured to be called Bioshock Isolation. So that just makes me think he's just being chased by a big daddy. Yeah. So the title of the game was leaked by Ralph's Valve, who is a well-known leaker with sources inside the industry. Uh, there's, a, there's also been a apparently logo as well that's been seen. Based on what we know so far, Ken Levine is not working on this new Bioshock, but instead it will be handled by some of the Irrational Games veterans who have experience working on the series. Apparently it's going to be developed in Unreal 5, uh, which should leave the door open for impressive technology in a massive open world. Now, apparently there's been a slide from like a presentation, like a pitching presentation, which shows what the new city will look like. So apparently, according to this, it will be two cities on top of each other, but like the one underneath is like a reflection of the one above, so Ooh. you can flip them over if that makes sense. Oh, very interesting. And uh, one of them is lo- so they have like different ideologies. So one of them is located under the ground, right below the other, both sharing a flip side border zone with an unleashed vertical wall. That's the word it's used. Some people have said that this is going to take place in space, which kind of makes sense in terms of gravity for that kind of thing. But there's also been reports that it will unfold in a fictional Antarctic city sometime during the 1960s. And there's also reports that the city itself will be called Bobby Alice and that the game's narrative will connect to the previous series answers. What's your thoughts on that? It sounds really interesting. There's a lot to take mm. in there, especially yeah. the space stuff. That'd be insane. Well, if it is, well this is the thing. Yeah. Some were pointing because that might be space, but now there's another thing saying it's going to be the Antarctic. I heard some about the Antarctic. Yeah. yeah. Either way, I'd like to see more of Bioshock. It's definitely, it's definitely um, one game series that where it's, the story's always been quite quite strong. Always been, always enjoyed the story of Bioshock. So I'd be intrigued to know where it takes where it takes us next. So it's just on part of this um, 
slide. It just says City One, so that's the one above ground. It says a free and wealthy society led by a successful entrepreneur. And then the one underground, it says an isolated underground city separated from the upper world, led by a dictator waging a vertical war. And then in between, there's a, it's, there's a border between the two cities. Uh, the hottest point between the war unleashed. So apparently that's where the main clash will happen, mm. I suppose. But interesting. Interesting. Mm. But I think that's going to be some years away at the moment. Yeah, yeah. But these are all leaks. These might have been old ideas. They might have changed completely. Who knows? No, true, true. But I, I quite like the sound of that, if it is true. Hey, it does sound good. If it's going to be a while away, that's good for me because I still need to play Bioshock Infinite. So, all right, I've got one little bit about Valve and Steam Deck. So, ah. Valve have confirmed that they have no interest in releasing any games exclusively for the Steam Deck. No, that doesn't make much sense to us. It's a PC and it should just play games like a PC. Anybody actually interested in the Steam Deck? Because I quite like the idea of it. I am, yeah. Uh, intrigued. Definitely intrigued. Because I need more excuse to play in my Steam games. And that seems like the perfect thing to use it more often. Well, that's it. Just something you could chuck in your bag. You can play it on the bus or on the train. And then power it down. And then play it on your lunch. It's, it's yeah, it's, it's perfect for on-the-go gaming. Mm. I think it's the only handheld console that interests me because i don't really care much about handheld consoles but no i quite like the clock but the thing is it's gonna be the whole scalping thing again isn't it so <laughs> we'll be getting one of them anytime soon so yeah shall we move on to the forza stuff yeah yes so mm, forza horizon 5 uh yeah this is from the website dexerto.com the forza horizon 5 community was rocked by the news that a player was banned for 8,000 years for a livery they made. <laughs> Since then, a former Turn 10 Studios employee has confirmed that there were extraordinary suspensions handed out to players under certain circumstances. So this is what happened. On November 29th, a Reddit user announced that their friend, their friend, had been hit with a permaban in-game, but their suspension lifted in the year 9999. The images related to the case showed a red livery in Forza Horizon with North Korean leader Kim Jong-un superimposed onto a KFC logo, <laughs> as well oh, as no. other details including writing... Hashtag send nukes. <laughs> the, user wrote, the user wrote, so my friend just told me that he got an 8,000 year ban for one of his liveries. Looks like Turn 10 doesn't like jokes or something. He never received any warning before this ban either. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think my favourite bit of it is the Nike sign that they've just turned yes. to nuke instead of Nike. <laughs> what does the, um, does the parallel 38 mean something? I'm not sure what that is. Trying to think what if that, what that, that means is. something to We've got Pyongyang at yeah, the bottom. Yeah. Oh yeah, I can Capital. see that. <laughs> Hashtag send nukes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, dear. I mean it's You know the North Korean hackers are gonna DDoS him. Mm. <laughs> and us now. And us, yes. So is it worth an eight thousand year ban? <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Yeah, you think? <laughs> I think that's underkill. I think they should have pushed it to 20,000 years. Yeah. No, it's ridiculous, in all reality. Maybe they I should... Bet. If they didn't like it, they should have, should have said, like, would, would you t- mind taking it down? I bet, it's, I bet it's nothing to do with, like, Kim Jong or anything. I bet it's about the KFC branding. I bet that's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you know what you might not like be wrong KFC. there? That's probably what they're moaning about. Yeah. <sighs> It'll be KFC not liking the connection between them and North Korea. Go and check out these... Reached out. Go and check out these pictures, uh, listeners. They're quite amusing. 
But yeah, shall we move on to the Game Awards? Yeah. So they take place on Thursday. Am I right? I think so. Yes. Thursday, I'm right. The, I'm yeah. the 9th of December. There we go. There we go. So <laughs> Jeff Keighley back out of his box yet again. His favourite night of the year. Mm. And we've done some predictions. Have a way. Yes. <laughs> like we did last year. Yes. Okay, so yes, we made our predictions of what we think is going to be the big winners. Yeah, let's go through. Let's kick off with best esports game because we all love our esports, don't we? This is our favourite bit. Yay. Call of Duty, Counter Strike, Global Offensive, Dota 2, League of Legends, and Valorant. I've gone for Valorant. I have also gone for Valorant. And I have gone for League of Legends. Most a bit of the most anticipated game. Elder Ring, God of War Ragnarok, Rising Fed the West, the sequel to Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, Starfield. Pretty much the exact same ones that were from last year, apart from Starfield, I think. Pretty much. Yeah. I don't think anything's changed. Yeah. I've gone for Starfield. I've gone for last year's winner, Elden Ring. And I have gone for God of War Ragnarok. They need to pick more games for that. That's sure there's other <laughs> games. Uh, best to be in there. The Artful Escape, the Forgotten City, Kenny Bridge of Spirits, Sable and Valheim. I've gone for Forgotten City. I've chosen Valheim. And I've gone for Kenner Bridge of Spirits. Best multiplayer. Back for Blood, Knockout City, It Takes Two, Monster to Rise, New World and Valheim. I've gone for It Takes Two. I've chosen Valheim again. <laughs> now I've gone for It Takes Two. Fantastic game. Best sports slash racing game. F1 2021, FIFA 22, Forza Horizon 5, Hot Wheels Unleashed, Riders Republic. Forza Horizon 5, I've gone with yeah, I'll agree with that. And a clean sweep for the Horizon 5 for me. I'll be shocked if that doesn't win that one. Yeah, me too. Uh, best sim slash strategy. Age of Empires 4, Evil Genius 2 World Domination, Humankind, Inscription, or Microsoft Flight Simulator. Microsoft Flight Simulator, I'm going with it. Yep. Ditto. <laughs> Even though it technically came out last year, but I'm guessing this is the Xbox version, isn't it? Yeah, I'll do that. But I still think it'll win out of them, right? Uh, best Family Game. It Takes Two, Mario Party Superstars, New Pokemon Snap, Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury, and WarioWare Get It Together. Uh, I've gone for the New Pokemon Snap. Snap. Um, Mario Party Superstars. <laughs> uh, uh. Uh, best Fighting Game. Uh, can I pronounce this? Demon's Lair, Kimetsu no Yabu, Yaba, The Hinakami Chronicles. Yeah, we'll go with that. That's, that's good enough. Uh, Guilty Gear Strive, Melty Blood Type Lumina, Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl, and Virtua Fighter 5 Ultimate Showdown. Uh, I've gone for the Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl. I went for Guilty Gear Strive. And I've also gone for the Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl for the lols. <laughs> I don't know any of them, so I don't know. Uh, best role-playing <laughs> game, Cyberpunk 2077. I don't, oh, I don't know how that's nominated. I, I thought that was last year, but anyway. Uh, Monster Hunter Rise, Scarlet Nexus, Shin Megami Tensei Five, Tales of Arise. I've gone for Monster Hunter Rise. I've also gone for Monster Hunter Rise. And I've gone for Shin Megami Tensei Five. Best Action Adventure. Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, Metroid Dread, Psychonauts 2, Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart, and Resident Evil Village. Uh, I've gone for Metroid Dread. Oh, surprise pick. Uh, I also went for Metroid Dread. And I've gone for Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. Best action game. Back for Blood, Chivalry 2, Deathloop, Far Cry 6, and Returnal. 
I've gone for Deathloop. I went for Returnal. And I've gone for Far Cry 6. Ooh, mixed bag there. Mm. Best VR slash AR game. Hitman 3. I expect you to die too. Lone Echo 2. Resident Evil 4. And Sniper Elite VR. I've gone Resident Evil 4. I had to pick Resident Evil 4. <laughs> I've gone for sli- Sliper. Sorry. Sliper? Sniper <laughs> Elite VR. Pew pew. Innovation and accessibility. Far Cry 6. Forza Horizon 5. Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, and The Veil Shadow of the Crown. Uh, Forza Horizon 5. Go with. Yeah, purely for the uh, sign language. Sign. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely. I've not seen any of the game implemented. So. <laughs> I concur with both of you. Forza Horizon 5. Uh, best community support Apex Legends, Destiny 2, Final Fantasy 14. There we go. Yep. 14 online. <laughs> Fortnite, No Man's Sky. I've gone for No Man's Sky. I've gone for Apex Legends. I've gone for Fortnite. Oh, another mixed bag. They supported me by adding Naruto, so there we go. <laughs> Fair enough. Best mobile game. Uh, Fantasian, Genshin Impact, League of Legends, Wild Rift, Marvel, Future Revolution, and Pokemon Unite. I've gone for Pokemon because it's Pokemon, isn't it? Uh, I went for Pokemon. I, I've actually played the game, so I, I think it's good. And I agree with Mark, just Pokemon, isn't it? Yep, looks like we're all united on that choice. Oh, best indie game. 12 minutes, Death's Door, Inscription, Kenna Bridge of Spirits, or Loop Hero. I've gone for Kenna Bridge of Spirits. I went for uh, 12 minutes. And I've also gone for 12 minutes. Best ongoing game. Apex Legends, Final Fantasy XIV Online, Fortnite, Genshin Impact, and Call of Duty Warzone. Uh, I've got Final Fantasy. I feel this is almost kind of a, a the same award for best community support. Uh, community support, I should say. Um, I went for Final Fantasy XIV, wasn't I? And I've gone for Fortnite. Is it best community support just basically like who's got the best Twitter feed? That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, I suppose so. Uh, games for Impact. Before Your Eyes, Boyfriend Dungeon, Chicory, A Colourful Tale, Life is Strange, True Colours, and No Longer Home. I've gone for Life is Strange, True Colours. I chose Boyfriend Dungeon. And I've gone for No Longer Home. Best performance. Erica Bori, Life is Strange, True Colours. Giancarlo Esposito, Far Cry 6. Jason Kelly, Deathloop. Maggie Robertson, Resident Evil Village. And Ozioma Akaga, Deathloop. Uh, I've gone for Maggie Robertson, Resident Evil Village. Uh, I'd go for Maggie Robertson. <laughs> and I've gone for Erica Mori from Life is Strange, True Colours. I mean, if this is a user voted, then sure. Oh, yeah, it's user voted. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's what I went for. But I was torn in this. I was thinking of John Carlos Esposito as well. For what I've seen, he's pretty good in Far Cry. Uh, best audio design. Deathloop, Force Horizon 5, Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart, Resident Evil Village, and Returnal. I've gone for Resident Evil Village. I've also gone for Resident Evil Village. And I have also, also gone for Resident Evil Village. Best score and music. The Artful Escape, Cyberpunk 2077. Don't know why that's still there again. Deathloop, <laughs> Marvel's Gone is the Galaxy. And I'm just going to say New Replicant because I can't be bothered to say the rest of it. Say the numbers. No. <laughs> uh, I've gone for Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, I also went for Guardians of the Galaxy. And I thought I'd throw Cyberpunk a bone and go for them. They Probably. need something. Yeah, they need I mean, one. They could win it. I've heard the music is good. So. Uh, best Art Direction. The Artful Escape, Deathloop, Kenner Bridge of Spirits, Psychonauts 2, and Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart. I've gone for Ratchet & Clank. 
I went for Kenner, Bridge of Spirits. And I've gone for Ratchet and Clank. Best narrative. Deathloop, It Takes Two, and Life is Strange True Colors, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, and Psychonauts 2. I've gone for It Takes Two. Hmm. I went for Life is Strange True Colors. I've gone for Life is Strange True Colors, but now I'm thinking It Takes Two is pretty good as well, but stick in, <laughs> stick in by it. Stick in. Uh, best game direction. Deathloop, It Takes Two, Returnal, Psychonauts 2, and Ratchet Clank Rift Apart. Again, I've gone for It Takes Two. I went for Ratchet and Clank. And I've gone for It Takes Two. So we'll come to the beginning. Game of the year. Mm. Deathloop, It Takes Two, Metroid Dread, Psychonauts 2, Ratchet Clank Rift Apart, and Resident Evil Village. I've gone for Deathloop. Ooh, interesting choice. Uh, I've gone for Metroid Dread. And I've gone for Resident Evil Village. Ooh, so we'll mixed bag on the big one. Who wins that one, one, if any mm. of us? So there you go. That's our picks. As I say, yeah, it takes place on Thursday, and on the next episode, we shall see who win. What, what's, what does Victor get? We'll point like a Harry Bow. I don't like Harry Bow, so I won't want to win anyway. <gasps> Sacrilege. Uh, I don't know. What, what can we do? What can we do? Just the respect of us all. Hey, we should already have each other's respect. <laughs> oh, wait. <laughs> the honour of victory, that's what we get. <laughs> the the honor, honor yes, exactly. The honour of victory. Right, should we move on to what we're coming to play? Yeah, no, I got them. Who wants to start? I think Matt should start. I mean, I you are the chosen should... one. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, this might end up splitting into two parts for me because I've got one that is not really playing but more watching. But I'll get to that at that point. So, uh, outside of the usual sort of sessions of Call of Duty uh, that I've been going through, um, I've played one new game. Um, and I've also gone back to two games recently. So I'll talk about the one new game that I've been playing, um, which is Pokemon Shining Pearl. Uh, so my uh, my version of the game came after Nathan, so I can talk about them last time. Um, but I'm really, I'm quite enjoying these ones. Um, they're more of a they're more of a sort of a, a faithful one to one remake of of the previous um, Diamond and Pearl games than then I suppose the the remakes we've come to expect nowadays, where it's like it's a remake within the previous games engine. So like we'd have, we'd have probably thought you know Diamond and Pearl gets made in the Sword and Shield engine. Yeah. Um. But no. Uh. The well the the development of these games were handed to a to a new company. As I I see something a I forget one of the one of names. Um. But I'm enjoying it. I, I like the uh, I like I like the art style, the sort of chibi kind of QC art style, very reminiscent of kind of the the original games. Um, and just getting through it. Uh, I think currently currently I have arrived at Veilstone vale Sea, which I think is the sea with the third gym in. Um, I only have two badges, even though I've probably played Still. about. <laughs> yeah, I'm 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 properly hooked on the um the grand underground. Mm. Um, I just like going around and and digging like the little like stones you can get in the statues and stuff. I'm like properly hooked on that side of stuff. So, <laughs> um, at, at some point I'm just gonna be like, right, I need to actually focus on playing the game properly as it should be. So, um, I mean, if you're enjoying that bit, 
who was anybody else to tell you otherwise? Well, no, true. I suppose. Um, but I'm getting to a point where all, all my Pokemon are starting to go over the, the 30, level 30 Oh, they stop barrier, listening to you so. now. Not, not as yet, but they're going to do it at some point, so I, I need to get this bird badge quickly. Uh, <laughs> so I need to focus on that. Um, but no, re- really enjoying it. Um, and looking forward to, to continue playing it really soon. Yeah. So, uh, the two games that I've gone back to recently, um, one of them has been Fortnite. So, honestly, I've not really touched the game kind of outside the sort of events that have kind of happened. Um, but sort of after the sort of Naruto one, uh, we had the, I suppose, the, the end of chapter two, um, event that happened last night that, that I played with, uh, with Nathan last night. Yeah. Um, so what, what, what did you think of it? So I, I thought, I think I in thought terms it's, of it's, like gameplay, we've had better ones that like, yeah, it definitely wasn't too much in terms of gameplay. Yeah. Cause when you, when we were waiting, we were like fighting back those, um, aliens that were spawning. Yeah. Like the cube. Then when, yeah. Then when the event actually started, then there was these like bigger creatures that came in that you had to fight back. And then eventually Kevin, the cube got blown up. Unfortunately, poor Kevin. Um, right. And then it like cut to um, is it Jonesy? And yeah, just about I, I, to... I think after yeah after this point it cut into like a quite a long cutscene where the the character agent Jonesy um, has been like interrogated by I don't know what the faction is I've, I've really not looked too much into like sort of the lore of Fortnite and whatnot but I know it was like a a faction he worked for but then I think they like turned on him or something like that yeah. So um, I think they, they, they're about to do something to him, interrogate I th- him. Yeah, I think they're about to kill him. And then who comes through and rescues him? The Rock. Yeah. Dwayne <laughs> The Rock Johnson appears, makes his, his debut in Fortnite as the character of the Foundation, um, which apparently has been teased. He's, he's been teasing about it on, the, on his Instagram, I think, through some of his videos. Mm. Um. But he appears, um, ends up saving Jonesy, um, and then they're trying to self. Yeah, they're trying to escape through like the the zero point, I think it's called. Um, at which point, um, the game then switches back to sort of the gameplay. You kind of start playing again, and you follow. I think you follow one of like Dwayne's friends, or uh, yeah, it's like one of his associates people. that coming in and trying to save you. Yeah, you essentially sort of make your way through to that that room that they they're in. They're like hunkered in. Um, you eventually make it, and and then suddenly, um, this big one of the big sort of cube zombie things is smashing through the the glass because the whole base is underwater. Smashes through, you get all swept up through the water, and then you sort of submerge to kind of outside the 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 island that Fortnite's. Um, usually set on, um, and you you see it initially kind of the island's kind of diagonal in the sea. Yeah, it's like Titanic style. Yeah, where it's up just on its back kind of thing. Yeah, um, and it kind of essentially starts rotating and kind of flipping over, and I think it also kills the Cube Queen at this point, who is like the the main antagonist of Chapter Two, I'm assuming. Um, and the whole kind of island flips over and 
we've got this new island, but we don't get to see it because the tsunami sweeps us away. Um, and then it just ends with like your character on a on a log just floating in the middle of the sea. And it's, it does that whole thing of like what how chapter one ends where there was a whole black hole thing. Yeah. And then there was nothing. Like you, you, the, that's it. That's the game now for the next how many days or whatnot until they switch it over to chapter yeah. three. Well, a lot of people are saying it's going to be back on Tuesday. I don't know how true that is. Tuesday. So it's going to be a couple of days. Mm. Um, so yeah, we just we just got to wait until the next chapter comes along. Um, although the video for the next chapter got leaked, I believe. Um, I've watched it. Uh, I, d- I don't know too much about the new island, other than there's a lot more snow this time, um, and there's there's quite a few new stuff in it. So you can you can run and slide, slide down like there's a slide mechanic now. Um, there is when you knock down trees, they actually knock down properly rather than just exploding in yeah. the resources you want. They're actually like physically physical objects now, so you can do stuff with those. Um, I don't know what else mechanic-wise is new. I'm, I'm assuming they're introducing quite new stuff and maybe maybe a graphical update as well. Maybe because I think I don't know if it's currently running on it, but I think they do want to move Fortnite over to the Unreal Five engine at some point. Mm-hmm. So maybe that'll be what comes next. Or I'm not sure. Um, but one of the one of the characters that have been leaked for at least the next new season is Spider-Man. Uh, Spider-Man seems to be coming to, to Fortnite. I'm surprised he wasn't already in it, um, considering they had like a whole season dedicated to Marvel characters. But, well, that's it. Yeah, they had they had pretty much everybody um, else. Bar Spider-Man. Yeah, they had like most of the X-Men, Avengers. Um, Venom was quite recent. Carnage was in the last season that's just ended. Um, that unfortunately didn't get didn't play enough of it. But yeah, um, Alyssa's. There was one thing as well, and I think um, one of the new weapons is going to be Spider-Man's web slingers, so you'll be able to swing around the new Fortnite map, apparently. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, I quite liked it. It was they always seem to do pretty good events um, in Fortnite, and that's probably the only time they actually come back into it. And it starts getting me hooked, and I start playing it for like a week, and then I'll drop it again. <laughs> Well, that's why they do it, don't they? Like, um, they know it's going to be a spectacle and get some yeah. people playing yeah. again. So, uh, so yeah, that was that was fun. That was a good good uh, good hour or so last night. Um, and then the other game that I've come back to because of a certain web slinger has been has been Marvel's Avengers. Now I can't tell you how Spider-Man plays because I've not unlocked him yet. Because you have to unlock it. Not necessarily, but I don't know if my game is bugged or if I have to do something. This might not be a surprise. Uh, but so when I went into the game on my PS5, I got the PS5 version. Also, um, I didn't transfer my save data over, which I didn't realize I had to do. So I'd start over again. Oh dear. Um, but then this morning, I, I got the PS4 version installed, transferred the data over, and now I'm, I'm back to where I should be. Right. So don't forget to do that if you've if you've not transferred your data over yet. <laughs> um, public service announcement. Huh? <laughs> yeah, public service announcement. Um, so what it's meant to be. So because I've not really touched it since like its first big update, 
Um, I've not got like I've not got uh, I've not done the story stuff for Kate Bishop. I've not done anything for Clint Barton, who's Hawkeye. Um, and I've not touched any of the Warford kind of stuff. But how I understand it, Spider-Man doesn't have his own like story missions or anything. Like he's pretty much just the you unlock him straight away, and then some of his story stuff is through audio logs and comics that you collect. So I went, I went into the game. Um, I, 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 apparently I'd used Thor last time. So I looked into the operations and it said, oh, to unlock Spider-Man, you need to do, you need to go to the command, uh, command room and go to one of the windows and there should be like some sort of prompt. So I was like, okay, cool. Walked around, could see Steve Rogers just standing there, but I didn't see any sort of prompt or, or what I was like. I was, I was looking at every window. I couldn't see anything. I even went into pretty much every other room on the, her- <laughs> on the, um, the, heli carrier um didn't see anything to prompt him i was like what's i've I've got to do something else um and it took me to watch a video on youtube about how you how you're meant to meet spider-man and it's meant to be one of the front windows on the heli carrier in the command room i think like left side ish there's meant to be like a, a massive web just on the window that you inspect and then you apparently unlock Spider at that point. Didn't see the web. Didn't see the web whatsoever. Um, so I was like, okay, maybe, maybe I need to do like something first and then it unlocks it. So I did, um, I did the first mission for the Kate Bishop stuff. So, uh, went through, um, like aim facility, beat up some bad guys, um, met Kate Bishop. Um, she's, she's actually quite funny in this, in this, um, in this game. Um, very reminiscent of the Hawkeye series, if you've been started to watch it. <laughs> um, which is good, but that's, uh, slightly off topic. This isn't about films or shows. Um, so I did that and I've unlocked Kate Bishop. So I was like, okay, I'll, I'll go back to the hair carrier because I, I end up going to another base to sort of start those missions. I'll go back to the hair carrier. I'm sure the web will be there. Funnily enough, the web's not there. So I don't know how to <laughs> unlock Spider-Man at this point to try him out and see what he's like. <laughs> hmm, curious. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't think I need to do anything in particular maybe i just need to turn my game off turn it back on maybe it's because it 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 first loaded save data in and maybe like like that first load it doesn't carry through with spider-man stuff i don't know i'm gonna have to try it later on i'm just gonna turn the game Would off you have to complete back. a mission and then go back maybe i don't know i know that's what i thought i completed a mission in in kate bishop's like story stuff but it's done like that so mm-hmm. but i mean you know, I started playing the game again, and I do think I do think they have done well with how each of the Avengers do feel. Like they do feel unique to themselves. They do play fun. You know, they're they're fun to play as the Avengers. Hmm. It's just disappointing with the whole microtransaction stuff. Like you get that straight in your face as soon as you open the game. Like, oh, we got a marketplace. Here's all the DLC for Endgame. Uh, <laughs> I was just like, and the grind as well. Um, I've not tried some of the the new sort of upgrade stuff. 
because they changed the last update was when Spider-Man came out. It's um, they've changed the way the the um, gear upgrades work, but I've not touched that too much yet. So, um, but you know, I'll continue on eventually. I'll unlock Spider-Man, see how he feels, and then I'll install the game. Uh, but you never know. You could play Spider-Man. This could be the catalyst. Well, I've I've seen like gameplays of how he plays and. He doesn't feel quite as, 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 or looks as good as the Insomniac version. So, <laughs> maybe not surprising, but oh, I'll give it a go, see what it's like. So, um, and then outside of playing games, go into a little segment sort of calling, um, what have you watched, I suppose, little video game series that came out with a new film that I watched Friday night. Uh you might have heard of it. It's called Resident Evil. Uh yeah, it's obscure one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's bit it's it's a bit in you know, a bit niche. A bit niche. Um it's not in too much. Um Let's go on verdict then. Verdict. Ooh. Good, bad, indifferent. I'd I'd probably say that's, indifferent. That's not an overriding yeah, I was gonna say that's Yeah, if you've got to think about it then you know. <laughs> yeah. The the thought that I had in my head was that if you're not if you're not a fan of the series, it might be okay. I was just gonna say I've, I've, I've seen some uh, reviews. Uh, well, I've not read it, read any reviews, but just little snippets. And it yeah. seems like people seem to like it in general, but critically, it's not being well received. But no, that's probably um, that's probably what to expect, really. Yeah, my yeah. So I, I would say is like if you're not a fan a fan of the series. You might find is 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 a good film. I'm not sure. If you if you went if you are a fan of the series and you went in following the words of the director and the cast that the the film would be faithful to the source material, it'll be as close to the source material as possible. Then it's probably a very disappointing film um, because it it merges the first and second game story into not the most cohesive story in the world. You know, it is a bit rushed in, in that kind of sense but if you're someone like me who kind of like right i'm gonna go in thinking this is an original adaptation of it of two stories that i kind of know pretty closely i know the characters are going to be quite the same but i'm gonna have an open mind on like how they are in this film and not try and compare it too much to the games i got quite good enjoyment out of it i thought um a lot of characters were fine um i think leon is is definitely like a standout um, as being the kind of clumsy rookie cop that he's more realistically played in this film than in like the series, because obviously you have to play as him, so he doesn't really feel like a rookie if you're actually playing as him. Um, but in the film, he's, he's quite good. Um, I liked Jill. I, I thought she she was handled quite well. Um, kind of got a bit of a crazy side to her, but also that kind of, you know, she does care about her teammates and stuff that when it happens. When stuff happens. When stuff happens. <laughs> you know, she's she she does feel more like her character at that point. Um, but I do also kind of see there was a bit of a merging of other characters into others because they've not got everyone in the film. But I liked it. It's just, it is, it is a bit disappointing with the story, because it is, like I said, it's, it's trying to merge two stories worth of games into kind of one film. It doesn't quite, like, the, like the beginning characters meet, and then they kind of split off, so like, 
in the middle of the film, you kind of got the first game and the second game story happening at the same time, and then they kind of merged back towards the end. So um, they've, done, they've done themselves out of a sequel, haven't they? I mean, there is a post-credit scene that hints well, at a sequel. Of course, so <laughs> they've not quite done themselves out of a sequel. They can, you know, there is eight games worth of stories to go through. Well, nine games worth and many of the side-off stories and whatnot. So. But I, I enjoyed it for it was. I know it's getting a bit of flag. I know, unfortunately, the uh, the actor and actress that played Leon and Jill have had to kind of shut off their um, social media stuff because some fans can't get over that for lack well, of fans better will be skin colour is, is not the right one, mm-hmm. um, which is very unfortunate. But I, I enjoyed the performances. I, I like the film. Is it the best Resident Evil film? I was going to say, is it better or worse than the Mia Jovovich one? Uh, um, hmm. That's a hard one. I'd, I'd say I'd say I think at least the very first Resident Evil film for being kind of a, an original story, I quite liked. And I liked is how it seemed to fit itself within like the lore of, of Resident Evil. <laughs> the second film is fine as a kind of retelling of the second and third game stories more, more so of the third game than the second game really um but then the third film the third film onwards is just like uh, i don't know what this stuff is because yeah. i rewatched <laughs> i rewatched all of them quite recently apart from the final chapter it's the only one i've not watched i watched the final chapter. you can see them progressively just quit. <laughs> even though the first one yeah was like great but I mean, the first one's not not good, right. but I mean, it, you know, solid characters, story's fine. Um, really liked some of the set pieces, like the laser, the laser wall hallway yeah. was pretty cool. And where Resident Evil 4, um, the game kind of got some ideas from, funnily enough. Um, but yeah, it's just like as it goes on, it's like they brought in this original character, and like throughout the film, the characters that are meant to be from the series get kind of put on the back burner yeah. for her. Yeah. And I'm not going to say because it's his wife, but <laughs> that's an argument for another time. But no, I, I enjoyed it. Um, would I recommend to go see it in cinemas? Probably not. Maybe stream it, but I, I think it's all right. I mean, from what I've heard, it, is, it wasn't on low budget and it's kind of already made its money back in the US market. So now that it's out internationally, maybe... If it makes enough, it could do a sequel. I can see where the sequel would go. Um, but, you know, it was fine. It's not harmless. <laughs> uh, right, what about you, Nathan? Yeah. You? So, I finally managed to get Halo, the Halo Infinite multiplayer downloaded. So, hey. I must have a crack at that. So, Did you do as badly as me? Maybe worse, but we'll get to that. I'm intrigued. <laughs> so I did the training section, so where you get a feel for the weapons and you do Damage. some, yeah, you, you get a feel for the grenades, shooting, headshots, getting the shields down, um, general jumping around and all the, mm. all the mechanics, as Mark said. And then at the very end of the training session, you, you can pick a few weapons up and then it simulates a, a game. Um, 
so I did okay there. I did get killed a couple of times, but I thought, right, I've I've done this. I've got a, a bit of a feel for the game. Let's get into some multiplayer. And then it went downhill from there. So <laughs> I um, I went into a game and it was Capture the Flag. And uh, all three of our flags got took without reply. And ah. I, as I was playing the game, it made me realise how rusty I actually was at Halo. Because I've, nev- I've not really dived <laughs> into a Halo game fully since Halo 3. That's how long ago it's been. Three? Well, that's yeah. a long time. That was the last time I properly got invested into it, and I actually really cared about playing it every single day. Um, so, yeah, I, I did get a couple of kills. So I got, like, four or five kills, so I did a bit. But I just got my arse handed to me. I know that feeling. And it <laughs> did feel very nice. Like, the, the, game, the game mode, I think it takes up to 15 minutes, and by seven minutes or like, I'm ready just to switch it off because I don't, I, I, I'm sick of being killed all the time. It, it really upset me. <laughs> like, what happened to you, Nathan? When you were in, when you were like 15, 16, you were slapping people up left, right and centre and, and now this is what you've become. Just a, a middle-aged guy that can't even play Halo anymore. And now, now I'm having an existential crisis. <laughs> well, this was my first Halo <laughs> online experience. Uh, really? Your very yeah. first one. Wow. Yeah, so I, Never played any Halo online before. But yeah. I got slapped around quite a bit. It's all the youngins, isn't it? That's it. They can press the buttons quicker. Yeah. Press the buttons quicker. But I th- for what it's worth, I think, when I get to grips with it all again properly, because um, I, w- I weren't like pistol whipping as much as I should have been to get the uh, shields down and then shooting. There are things that I could do to sharpen up and be better. So I think I will play more games of it. And I definitely will get the game when it comes out because I'm looking forward to it, getting back into Halo again. Because mm. I know I got killed a lot, but I did actually enjoy it. And I think it would be good, like with a group of people that maybe know each other that go into a game because nobody was talking on mic or anything like that. So I think that maybe let us down. Oh, wow. But because, well, I'm used to people talking, even if you don't know who they are, there'll be some sort of like, right, we'll go down this way. And then some, someone can flank around the other side and like create some sort of a formation for us to try and do something. But it was just radio silent from our side. So that was strange to me. But I don't know whether that's where we are now in terms of gaming. People just don't talk. But it's a bit sad. Uh, they're, they're, probably just, they're probably just in parties or something like that. Yeah, maybe. And I was just there on my own. Yeah. So. I remember the old old days of Halo 2, a lot of uh, stuff talking. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of slurs. Slurs. Mm. Slurs. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I um, I gave that a go. And we just party up on that. Yeah, definitely, yeah. Probably the only way to get me back on it, because <laughs> I don't want to keep getting slapped around. <laughs> Have you still got it installed? Oh, yeah, so yeah, yeah. Yeah. You want to buy me an Xbox? <laughs> You can play on PC, Matt. Yeah, I came off again that I have a gaming PC sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's been that's that's been a point of contention though, hasn't it, with uh, cheating? In that game. Yeah, there with there PC. is stuff with um, cheers. It's it's same for anything that's really got crossplay. You will find that like I think normally I turn crossplay off, but I don't think you can this, can you? I've not found a way. No, I don't think I don't think they have an option. Which I think you got it for Call of Duty. That's probably why I'm doing much better now. So <laughs> yeah, that turned off longer than when I started. <laughs> yeah. So I've played that. Um, in addition, I have completed 
Pokemon Brilliant Diamond. So hey. not just not just on the two badges like Matt. But I will say I, I did have the same problem. I did get to around the two badge mark and I found my Pokemon getting over level thirty. And I think one mm. of them got to like level thirty four before I actually got my third gym badge. So it was a bit sketchy around that time. But you get your third and fourth badges fairly quickly in between each other. So I think you'll find the same thing. So you might be a bit overleveled now, but it will balance itself out. Because I think, okay. yeah, from badge like three to five, you can get it fairly rapidly. But yeah, um, got all eight gym badges. Um, kicked Team Galactic to the curb. Beat Cynthia eventually, um, who's the champion. So went through all the Elite Four. Um, so that was good. It did take me a couple of tries to beat Cynthia because I think in between doing your badges and actually getting to the Elite Four, there is a bit of a difficulty spike at that stage because mm. I only just beat the first member of the Elite Four and I had to use like revives and max heals. And on my first go round, I did get to Cynthia's Garchomp and it just ended me. So um, then I went round again. Managed to do it. It was I literally it was there was one move in it because so if it was a bit quicker it probably would have got me, but mm. I was so happy when I managed to get that done. Uh, did it in just over 25 hours, so I don't think I did too badly because I, I think I could have done it quicker, but I did try and kind of take everything in around me and do some of the underground stuff a bit like what you're doing, Matt. But I've not really invested as much time as you have into it. But yeah, I do enjoy doing like the mining aspect and finding the Pokemon. And it's it's good down there because you you see the Pokemon down there are a bit higher level, so you can get more XP from them. Yeah, I think that's what I'm, I'm doing currently as well. Like I'll use some of my um, underleveled Pokemon for it, it's just so I can I can get them kind of leveled up and, and evolved and stuff. Yeah, I mean that's one one good thing about it. So you've got your XP share, so the poke it'll kind of um, it'll change depending on what Pokemon you've got in your party, what levels there are. So it'll dedicate more XP to the lower Pokemon automatically. I don't know if you've noticed that. Uh, it will do. Yeah, I think it also depends on, because um, there's, a, there's a mechanic in Pokemon. I don't know how long it's been in, but some some Pokemons will have like a, a an XP gain rate. Some, some have like different rates of like how much XP they actually gain. So some yeah. like will get like medium, some some are low so they won't take as much XP, some are high so they'll, they'll gain a lot more XP. Um, I don't know how you find this out. I think it's, it's through the natures or something like that. Yeah, I have noticed that the legendaries get take longer to level up, generally. Yeah, they will do. Yeah. But yeah, oh, one thing. I, when I got to Dialga, I managed to catch it first time with a quick ball, so I was really impressed with that. So I didn't have to restart it for killing it by accident or anything. Don't want to use your master ball, did you? No. I've, well, I'm going to use my master ball for one of the lake psychics because you can go to two of the lake caves and catch them there and then, but one of them runs off. So you've got to kind of go from place to place and, and try and catch it that way. So okay. I can save my master ball for that because if you kill it, that it's done, isn't it? Otherwise, you'll have to just keep saving the game periodically. No, wouldn't it, wouldn't it just run off then to somewhere else? Can you not reset it? I don't think so. I think once it's gone, it's gone. That's a look into that. But, yeah. Anyway, I had a, I had a good time with it. If, um, if anybody 
wants to try and use a Gengar in the Elite Four, don't. It's bloody useless. It's terrible. I'll bear that in mind. Yeah. <laughs> Good job, Mark. When when you eventually get to it. Eventually. I'm sure it's on the top top of the stack. Yeah. Closet Nintendo fan over there. So, yeah, um, completed that. That was good. And then, last Friday, I decided to buy a new game. Now, I'll mm. premise this. So, we went out to um, Turtle Bay and had unlimited cocktails for two hours, so I was a bit drunk. Oh. Um, I decided to go into um, a game and technology shop called CX or Sex, but I refused to call it that. And just so everybody understands where I were, that's all. And I decided to pick up Rockstar's table tennis game mm. for a pound. And I've got to say, for a quid, well it is very well spent. Yeah, it's absolutely fantastic. I, I, put, I had to put a bit of time in to, to start mastering it, but that's what makes it good. Um, so I started out, I did some of the training um, sessions that you can do, like how to serve and how you make the ball spin and all the different aspects of it. And then I started doing some of the, um, I didn't go straight into a tournament. Um, I started doing some like the one-on-one games, you know, to play some people just to get my, um, get my skill up a bit. Um, I've, I just play as, um, a player called, uh, Liu Ping. Um, so he's the player for me. And when I first started, I got absolutely whitewashed. I didn't even get a point. Um, but eventually, as I as I kept playing, I, I started learning things and how to hit the ball at certain times and how to move around the table and, and kind of memorise certain things that the players did and what the weaknesses were. And I started getting into it, getting some points. I eventually beat somebody. And then at that stage, I was like, right, I'm ready for a tournament. And when I did my first tournament, I actually got to the final. And that final was against Jasper, the Swedish guy. Yeah. He is an absolutely horrible person because his stats are crap apart from power. So I can't I can't keep up with him. He just yeah, it's insane. So I've tried to beat him a couple of times. He's he's handed my arse to me, and I've still not managed to beat him yet. But I will I will beat Jasper one day. But yeah, I'd, honestly, I didn't think I'd enjoy this game as much as I much as I have. It's it's up there in terms of how angry it makes me it's up there with fifa because i care that much about winning and it makes me feel that competitive i just want to beat them all but i can't but yeah that yeah that's a fantastic game if you if you come across it for a quid like me and you've not got it get it because you can also play it on your series x and it enhances it so it's good it's fantastic mm-hmm. so yeah that's what i've been playing what about you mark Okay, well, I've been playing this is a one game, and it's a game that you've both played and enjoyed, particularly you, Matthew. Oh. Uh, had rave reviews and critically and commercially successful. And I've been playing Hades. Hades. Ooh. Oh. Never thought I'd uh, see you play that. So it's not my usual type of game. So mm. Dungeon Crawler-esque. Not really my sort of thing. No. But because everyone's going on about it I thought well I might as well give it a shot and it was on sale so I thought let's let's give it a try uh, so for anyone who doesn't know basically you play a guy called Zagreus who's the son of Hades who let's be honest is a bit of a dick to you uh, and you're trying to escape the underworld that's the general thing and yeah. then you just learn the thing. so basically you go between chambers hacking and slashing people or your enemies 
and you're progressively, as I say, trying to get out of the underworld. Mm. But death is a key part of the game, isn't it? You will die many, many times. And then obviously you return back to this house of Hades, don't you? And as you keep dying, you keep learning, you unlock like new story points and things like that. And you unlock perks, don't you? Yeah, yeah. What you get. perks and be able to uh, spruce up the house of Hades a little bit. Yeah, that bit. I don't really understand the point of that. The the cosmetic stuff. Uh, I don't think there's yeah. any point to that. I, I think I think it's I think certain things you unlock do uh, benefit you, but the actual cosmetic side yeah. of stuff, I'm I'm not too sure if there's anything to it. I think it's just a light. It's probably just like a nice customization part of the game. The opinions of the game. The voice acting, I think, is really good. That's great. Mm. They're all really good. The combat, very fluid, very enjoyable. Mm. And I, I like the progression within the game. It's obviously you start fairly weak. Don't yeah. You? Well, yeah. Not weak. Yeah. You're not great. And then suddenly you end up feeling a bit more of a badass. The more you die, <laughs> even though that sounds a bit weird, the more you die, the stronger you end up going. Yeah. As long as you're spending your... I don't know what the purple stuff is. You get purple stuff you spend on something, don't you? And then uh, that, that increases... Uh, when you In your room, when you when you mirror. You yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I know, I know what you're talking about. I really like it. It's really quite enjoyable. It's mm. very addictive, though. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Like, oh, one more chamber. Maybe one more run. Just, just one more chamber. Just, just one more run, yeah. And then you die, and then it's like, oh, one more entire run. Yeah. Because you always feel you could do better. That's the thing. Yeah. It's like, one, one, more, one more chamber, yeah, one more chamber. Before you know it, you've gone through 20 chambers. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, one of those, it's one of those games where you... It, it can be difficult, but it's not difficult for, like, for the sake of it, like there's obviously certain things that you you know you should do some different. Well, you do notice that you do certainly get better because because I've yeah. gotten to the second level now, so I've beaten is it Meg, uh, Mega, yeah, Mega you, something? Meg, yeah, you Meg, yeah. I think it was my either fourth or fifth time that I beat her. It, it took me about three or four times before I was like, oh, finally. <laughs> uh, and then I get into the second bit where it's a bit more. I don't want to say hellish, because the entire place is hellish, isn't it? But it's a bit like lava level. Yeah, we'll, we'll say lava risk. <laughs> and then I died in there, clearly. And I was like, oh, I've got I've got to go all the way back to the beginning, have I? No, no, I don't, I don't start from the beginning of this bit. It's like, okay. Yeah, and I was a bit worried. Lava, that, yeah. yeah, I was a bit worried that when I got back to Meg, I was going to fall short again. Mm-hmm. But thankfully, I managed to beat it again. So I think I've got that nailed down. Mm-hmm. No, really good. I'm looking forward to playing more of that. I was, I was probably nailing that last night. Yeah, just yeah. just one more chamber, and then before you know it, it's just never ending. Mm. I, I do think I, I'd like to get it on the PS5 just for the just have it at 60 frames per second because like, on the Switch it still it looks really nice like the game's yeah. graph graphic style really stands out it's very unique. Um, but I think it's locked at I think it's locked at 30, 30 on the on the switch i think i'm not sure yeah i think it's definitely undocked is yeah yeah so um i definitely like to give that a go on a powerful machine as as much as i don't know how much else it, it could look any better <laughs> on a ps5 but well the combat you know i really enjoyed the combat because to begin with you're like picking your moments just 
you know, strike, and then you get these special like backstabs, don't you? So it causes more damage if you yeah mm, yeah if you get certain perks or anything like that. And then as you progress, eventually it just becomes like proper button mashing. You just like zooming around the yeah, place, just swiping everyone. It's just there's explosions <laughs> everywhere, and it's just like I don't know what's going on, but everybody seems to be dying, so I must be doing something right. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I don't know what's happening, but I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I just, oh, the only one issue I've got is well, it's not really an issue, but it's just me not knowing stuff. Is I just wish I knew what the symbols meant. You know, when you choose a path. Yeah. It's got those. those Globe. The, the oh, I'll, I, I can I can tell you on the symbols. I'm pretty adverse to it. So there's um there's, there's the coin symbol. So that's just more oh, coins. Yeah, I, I get that bit. Um, I assume that's what that's the prize you get when you go in and complete it. Basically. Yeah. So you you go through there. Once you've cleared it, that's that's what you get. Essentially, for clearing that chamber. Yes. Um, there's so there's I know the, a few. The, I know the shop. The hammer. The hammer. Um, I think gives you a new move for the weapon that you're using, or unlocks a new a new talent for it. I think um, the the bag is I think I don't know. This this is loads of them. I'll have to look up. There's quite a few. There's quite a few. Uh, there's the, certain that... symbols that belong to each god as well that yes. you come across. So yeah, gonna Poseidon is like a blue trident or something. I think. But, yeah. yeah, the blue tridents, Poseidon. Um, there's a love one. Um, there's the wine. Yes. Um, Thunderbolt is Zeus. Um, if you come across him. Um, there's also one. There's like a light one. There's a there's a light one. I think it's like a shield. I'm not sure. It's been a while since I've actually played Hades. You're making me want to get back into. <laughs> um, but it's good. It's really good. Once you start getting further and start looking more of the story and what what seems to be going on. Um, you'll enjoy it more, I think. Yeah, the more powerful I got, the more I was enjoying it. Obviously, as I got powerful, I was able to get through the first level quicker. I think that's the yeah. thing. You're worried that when you die in the second level, it's going to take ages to get back there. And it doesn't really, because suddenly you just have to destroy really, yeah. people. You're like, oh, I'm, I'm pretty good at this now. I'm just, I'm just yeah. walking through people. <laughs> Button mash! But yeah. <laughs> no, really good. I, I, I enjoyed it a lot more than I thought it would. Am I going to be able to finish it? I don't know. Because apparently there's four, like... Yeah, there's there's four worlds. Um, each one have a boss. Um, and yeah, then... the boss fights, that's that's what I'm worried about. Yeah. Uh, I've, I've gone to the final boss twice, and I couldn't be... It's very frustrating. <laughs> very frustrating. I, I, was, I was close on my first attempt, and there's, like, nowhere near my second. But I have to say, I'm not... A, I'm not particularly fan of the other weapons. I'll kind of like just my sword. Hmm. Have you given I, them I, all I, a go? I, I, like the, I like the bow. I think the bow and arrow is good. Uh, I don't. I, I kind of like close quarters combat. I just prefer it. A bit better. Oh, I like being long range. Keep, I, keep I, people away from me. I think it's because <laughs> it takes a bit longer to aim and all that. Unless hmm. there's like upgrades that I've not got to. I don't know. But I think it just takes a bit too long to hit your enemies with that. But maybe that's just me. I just like to charge in. Die! The shield's, the shield's good, actually. If you get certain upgrades for it, it's pretty... Yeah, I've got the base shield, but it just didn't look very interesting to me, so I didn't play with it. Oh. There's the, the one that I've not unlocked. Is it a staff or something? I can't remember. Oh, yeah, yeah. spear. Yeah, the spear. Yeah, spear. That was pretty pa- cool. But well, there's two panels for it's... other ones. So I'm, I'm assuming there's two that I haven't got, but... I will not tell you. <laughs> I'm sure. 
Oh, quite like the um, the what they called those items that people give you. So you collect this ball thing, don't you, on your runs, and then you give it to a person, and then they'll give you something in return. Oh, the, oh, yeah. the drink, isn't it? No, it's like a garment or something, something you can wear that will help. Next to your weapons. Oh, the, like the, the masks thing. Like the, yeah, it's I, like no, a, char- I know what a charm called, or something. Talents, or, I think they're called talents. Yeah, it's all like that. Yeah. Final thing I'll say about this, Cerberus. Love him. <laughs> oh, yeah. he's a good boy. He's a good boy. Yeah. I can see you could buy him a bed for the cosmetic thing. I think that's it. I think when I've got some spare, I think yeah, I'll buy him a bed. bed. Yeah. Have you unlocked the? I'm assuming have you the little like um kind of bar area? Yes, I've got the bar open. Yes, yeah. yeah. Did you? It's got a trader in it, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Did you when you when you died after being Meg the first time? Did you see Meg in in there? The sort of once you were in. Uh, not after I died. No. Oh. I saw I saw after I beat her. In there. Yeah, it's, she's quite fun to talk to actually. Yeah. <laughs> No, really, really good. I'm looking forward to playing more of that. But whether I'll complete it, probably unlikely, because I'm not that good. But, <laughs> no, but I, I'm intrigued to carry on just when I get to the point where I'm going to die. I die, that's it. I'll call it there. But, no, really good. So, should we move on to the Video Game Hall of Fame? Mm. Yeah, let's swing into that one. Mm. This is where we take an in-depth look at a game of high-quality historical importance and inducted into our pantheon of games we feel deserve special recognition. I inducted this episode was released in 2018 for the PS4, developed by Insomniac Games and published by Sony Interactive Entertainment. It's Marvel Spider-Man. Avenge. Yeah. Uh, Peter Parkour himself. <laughs> yes, so Peter Parkour swings his way into the Video Game Hall of Fame. Where should we begin? Web swinging? That's just the best bit, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Any reason you play the game for? No, you don't want a story. You just want to swing around New York. It also is. It's it's a brilliant game, isn't it? It's re- it's really so fun. And it's incredible. The web swinging as- aspect. It just makes traversal so enjoyable, more than probably any other open world game I could think of. Yeah, definitely. I'm, yeah. It, it's a shame that everything's so close together because you just want it to go on a bit longer. For me, yeah. anyway. Mm. Mm, yeah. It's probably one of the only open world games where if they have a fast travel kind of system. I don't. I think I used well, it once. Yeah. I think I used it once just to see what, like, what it does. And it is, it is pretty. I, I like the cutscene of like Spider-Man. Yeah. Just hanging out in the subway <laughs> train. Yeah. yeah. Um. But like after that, I just I never used it because it was just such a joy just to just swing to get to A to B. It's just like I just want to do that. I just want to swing. Yeah. So what's your thoughts on the story? I think the story was good. I I recently. Um, rewatched something about the story itself, and I, I, f- I forgot how packed it was in terms of all the different mm. factions because you'd take on the kingpin so early, and then everything that comes it's good on the back though. of that. Oh yeah, definitely. It's yeah, a really good. Opener. Very. In like learning opener. the mechanics of the game, you've got a load of grunts to beat up, and then you've got the kingpin to try and take down, and it gets you good at all the main mechanics. But that's yeah. another thing I will say: the combat aspect is absolutely fantastic. Like, I put it on par with the Batman Arkham games in terms of the way yeah, it feels. It certainly mm, falls down for mm. that, hasn't it? And I've said it's... this before, but it did confuse me when I was tr- trying to dodge with the triangle. When it's yeah. like <laughs> yeah. like, Why won't you do it? I think the good good difference between the, those two, though, is that, like, the... I suppose the, the counter-slash-dodge, like, for Batman, it's like... 
he'll counter, but then kind of he fights back immediately. Whereas more for Spider-Man, he, he dodges and gets himself kind of yeah. away from them. Because he kind of knows that... Agility, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, it's more about that and the fact that, like, he is kind of superhuman. So if he punched someone with his all of his force, he'd probably actually kill them. So he kind of does has to hold back himself. I mean, that he did kill people. Oh, he does kill people, yeah. What? He kicks no. over buildings. He kicks no, them, yeah, no. exactly. He, he whips them like, back no. to the building. I've no. looked over those buildings. There's yeah. nobody yeah. to be seen. There, there is. You don't kick them over there. <laughs> And then suddenly they go <laughs> onto the side of the wall. To be fair, that the, makes no the, sense. the whip back would probably also kind of kill the person because yeah. you'd whip, <laughs> whip them into the, the neck. Wall. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Plus, if the police don't know he's there, he's got like two hours to, to yeah. live until he falls anyway. <laughs> it was fine. It was it was a way to but make also sure Batman isn't the murderer. <laughs> but also, Batman murdered people in those games as well, but <laughs> for similar yeah. reasons. Those punches, like they weren't just they were just crack skulls. Exactly, especially when they're against a wall and you just punch them and then they oh, just oh. go into it and then down. You know they're finished. So what's your favourite gadgets? You enjoy the gadgets in? Maybe the, the, the proxy spider one. You know, where if the, the enemy comes in, gets into the life side of it, it like whips them to the wall. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was, that was, that was quite fun. <laughs> That's sort of good for the... Um, is it? The stealth missions. Yeah, stealth missions, yeah, yeah. Good for the stealth ones, yeah. I really liked those missions. They were good. Yeah, they, they broke it all really well in terms of combat. I liked the um, the bits where you were purely stealth when you were playing as Mary Jane and Miles. I thought yeah. that that gave a good... They, they, they were decent. Some of them got annoying. I will admit, when you got caught, you were like, oh, here we go again. But I do. I, I did like the, the Mary Jane one in the museum. Because um, like, you could call um, Spider-Man to like... Um, whip enemies up into the ceiling, which is quite fun. <laughs> just going around. Should we talk a bit about the um, about the story, kind of how how it pretty much all goes down from the from start to finish? By all means. Yeah. Um. So yeah, pretty pretty much it starts off cutscene of Parker um getting alerted about something going down um with Kingpin. So you kind of you get the I suppose the the dress up scene um, initially which is kind of cool um, although some people when they when they got the game first had a glitch where like I think like Parker's head's missing or something at some point <laughs> <laughs> I think I think that was a glitch which is quite funny um, I didn't get that in my game but yeah he gets dressed into his, his classic iconic spider um, outfit and then he's uh, he's web slinging his way through New York quite stylistically um, yeah that was a good entrance though uh, did he? I think he high fives someone, didn't he? As he swings through or something. Most probably, it's a very spidey thing to do. Probably, it's quite spidey. And then the cutscene ends pretty much in the middle of a in the middle of a end of a swing, and then you get pretty much straight into it. You start swinging your way through New York. Um, I thought it was a pretty good tutorial. The first bit, just just showing you how it all works and stuff. Um, that was that was pretty cool. So you make your way over to. I forget where it was. It was the, the actual building that it's saying. Um, I don't know if it's some like Fisk Tower. Probably. S- something like that. Um, and you pretty much go straight in, starting to fight the, the grunts on the ground. And then I think you make your way through the building, find them, saving some of the um, civilians that are stuck under the, the rubble. And then you pretty much wait 
Take you all the way to the top and have your little little fight with Wilson Fisk. Which I will say, I I streamed the, um, the whole game when I played it, and I think my first fight with Fisk, I must have died like two or three times. <laughs> it was just, I don't know, it was a bit of a struggle of like trying to avoid whenever he charged and fighting the grunts. This is the one where you had the turrets. Was that turrets yeah, and the pillars or something the, like that? Yeah, the turrets and the pillars, which I think initially yeah. confused me on what I used to do. And then when you get into that fight of like with, uh, Fisk and sort of the grunts around you as well, yeah. it'd be like busy fighting Fisk and the grunt would punch me and take me out of my combo and then like Fisk would run me over. Um, a, a little frustrating, but like once you got through it, the, the cutscene of like fighting Fisk and just falling through the tower was pretty cool. But that was handled quite well. And then you. Well, you eventually web up Fisk and he's caught and he's, uh, he's sent to, to prison, I'm assuming. And. Probably. And then it's all peaceful. Um, game ends. Not yep. <laughs> yeah. You caught Kingpin. Who else, who else do you need to catch? There's no one else. But no, it goes through. Um, I think, I think some time goes by, I think, doesn't it? Um, after Fisk's get caught, because essentially all the other kind of criminal heads are like, oh, well, Fisk is gone, now we can take over. So, trying to remember where the story kind of goes from there, I think it's, you you then get introduced to sort of Parker's kind of, I suppose, life outside of Spider-Man, because he, um, he's the assistant to a Dr. Octo Octavius at, I think, one of the colleges or universities, I think he is. I think he's, I, I think he has come out of university. He's one of the universities. He's, he's like, he's the assistant to Octo Octavius, so. And it's quite a nice scene, um, how they have like, almost kind of like a, kind of a father-son kind of bonding through the, through the story. Yeah. I, I do like the story of Peter and, oh, I think it's, it's handled really well. But you know, he's the assistant, so you work in the lab a bit, you do some of the, um, there's like a couple of puzzles of like solving some science stuff. I was going to say, is this possibly the worst bit of the game? Some it of does puzzles? get really repetitive. It's probably. probably the I, I don't mind. I don't mind the puzzles themselves. Some, some are a bit difficult, but it's not the best part of the game. <laughs> it's essentially where the game kind of comes to a halt. In effect, yeah. it's a change of pace for sure, isn't it? Yeah, it, it kind of like, oh no. I mean, the actual like walking around the lab was cool, finding some of the stuff yeah. about the history of like Parker and, and oh, Octavius is cool. And then I think you, I think at, at this point you make a stop at Feast as well, um, which is where Aunt May runs the runs the whole, I suppose, operation. It's not an operation, but you know what I mean. The community, I should say. Um, and it's nice kind of seeing that kind of dynamics as well between Parker and Aunt May. Um and I think you I think at this point you bump you also bump into um I forget his his, his actual name, Lee. Martin director. Lee. Martin, Martin Lee, Lee, that's it. The director. I think he's director of Feast, isn't he? Because he's the one that also helps fund yeah. it and stuff. And I think at this point this is where like I suppose the 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 whole um I suppose negative gang also kind of comes into play at this point of like they start taking over an area of New York. Well, every area of New York has some form of gang that starts forming throughout the game, which I think you, I think you initially start off with the negative guys. Um, and then I'm trying to remember where the story goes from there. <laughs> it's, uh, there's, there's a lot of parts to the story from, from this point on, because you start essentially going from 
one gang to like the next gang working out what's going on is is like Fisk somehow behind some of the stuff. Um, while also kind of finding out the story or the history between R. Octavius and Norman Osborn. Um, who I don't I don't think you ever see Osborn in this in this game. No, sorry, you do. But it's kind of later on because there's a point in which I think Osborn essentially comes in and kind of wants to shut down. Yeah, he's one yeah, of funding. funding. Yeah, yeah, he's the one who's like helped funding, and they they were former like partners like years ago on something. Um, but he was funding this thing that Octavius is working on, which seems to be um helping amputees with nanotechnology or the, the technology they're currently working on. And Otto gets mad at that, and I can't remember the whole business, uh, the whole business, the business, I should say. Uh, get the words right. Um, with uh, Martin the, because he is at some point he switches over to becoming Mr. Negative. But I can't remember his whole his actual deal because he, he is working un for someone. I can't recall where it was. I need to find the story, story points at some point because <laughs> I'm sure I'm skipping through like quite a lot. Because yeah, weren't Lee and Osborne working together to try and unleash the um? Oh, what was it called? Devil's Breath. Devil's Breath Devil's onto the breath, city. I was it, yes. I think that that's where um, Mary Jane kind of comes into the story as well, because she she's a um, journalist for the Daily Bugle, um, and she's like found some you know links to this Devil's Breath and what seems to be going on with like Osborne and that. So basically, Oscorp were developing a cure for genetic diseases, but inadvertently they ended up creating a bioweapon, which was yeah. Devil's Breath. That was it, yeah. So that that was like. The, that was the main focus point of like I'd say probably like the first half of the game is yeah, working out like what is this devil's breath who's got hold of it it seems to be you know Mr. Negative wants to use it for nefarious reasons and, and Osborne um, I don't know if they're quite working together I think they do but then at some point I think one of them betrays the other over it over the whole thing um and then I can't remember. Does it? Do, it doesn't get released, does it? I don't think. Does it get released? No, they're foiled. No, they get foiled. That's it. Um, and that's pretty much kind of the end focal point of like the first half of the story. And then the second half starts becoming about um, Osborne and Octavius's kind of relationship that gets broken down. His funding comes away, but Octavius is still working on. On the, you know, trying to find, uh, trying to work on stuff for like amputees and whatnot, because I think that, that was his big thing and stuff. And it gets revealed in the story that I think he has his own disease, was it? Yeah, he's so, suffering from a neuromuscular disease. That was which, it. Which was probably end up immobilizing him. Yeah, it's like weakness of like the, the bones and, and muscles and whatnot. So, so he, ca- he carries on his research in secret, basically. Yeah, he pretty much carries on with his research with with Peter help, helping him as well every now and then. I think on certain stuff. This is where like the mini games come in of like you helping Octavius figure certain stuff out. And then at that point, I think Octavius finally uh, he, he's built this like chip that's meant to help. That he essentially, I think he inserts into himself. Yeah, it's nice to create like a neural there. link between him. And the yeah, the, and the prospects that he works on, um, which like throughout the game you start, 
you work on it with him and you start figuring out he looks a little sinister, you might say. And a little sinister <laughs> as well. And, you know, he, he works on that. He perfects it and he, he builds this whole kind of a sort of suit around him with four retractable kind of claw limbs, should, should we call them? Sure. To a certain extent. It, it looks it looks a little squid-like. Um, Dr. Squid. Should have been Doctor Squid. But the chips kind of uh, essentially messing with his, uh, I suppose, mental state is kind of essentially. I don't want to say messing, probably enhancing the more kind of. He's got to be enhancing his anger. Yeah, yeah. He he has like building up this anger. Past of like, he's getting you know more annoyed about Osborne interfering with him and and stuff and like their history. And he seems a lot more paranoid as well in his demeanour. Yeah, um, it looks more of, a, I suppose, a darker side of him that I suppose normally he would have probably kept behind. And while that's going on, there happens to be a, a breaking at the rift, um, which is raft. A, a the raft. Is it, sorry, the raft, uh, which is a break super break out. villain. Uh, a break in to break, break out. In. Yeah. Yes. It initially starts off as a break-in to break people out, should we say? I guess so. Uh, in, a, in a way. So that kind of all happens. So you, you ride along with... Um, oh, I forgot the police officer's name. Uh, Johnson. The female, the, the Asian female. Oh. Um. She ends up playing like a like a, a superhero herself, but in, in this instance, she she doesn't quite get to that point. So yeah. You do have good, like, back... Um, forward and backwards conversations with her throughout the game which is quite fun um but she essentially she allowed she gives like spider-man a ride to the raft and then you f- you start essentially find out some of the supervillains kind of start breaking out and play havoc so i think, I think the first one you run into is probably rhino i think i think rhino is one of them one of the early ones and then you start um chasing electro which thankfully the chase scene is much better here than in the Amazing Spider-Man 2. And then kind of as you start to catch up to them, you end up on like one of the roofs, uh, roofs I should say, on on the raft. And you start finding out more more of the villains have come out, like Scorpion and Vulture. And you find them, and then Spider-Man starts getting overwhelmed. Mr. Negative makes reappearance here as well. And you work out that they are all working together under the unfortunate guidance of one R. Octavius, who um, has come up with this plot <laughs> screen face, made by Mark yep. um, has come up with this plot to to overthrow, I suppose Oscorp at some point with these supervillains. I think also at, at, at a certain point, I think it's quite early on as well um, R. kind of works out that Pia is Spider-Man because yeah. he, he makes the, like, the first advanced suit for Pia which is like the main suit that you wear throughout the game, unless you like cover suits like I did and start messing about with us. Um. <laughs> that's that's one thing I did notice. Peter was very crap at keeping his identity <laughs> secret. Yeah, yeah, and May knew about good. it. Otto knew about May, it. Oh, <laughs> Mary Jane, Miles Morales towards the end of the game, I suppose. Although that, that scene confused me, but we'll come to that later on. So um, Spider-Man gets his arse, um, handed to him by the Sinister Six. I felt really sorry for him here. Just being um, ganged up. It, it was a bit of an emotional moment, isn't it? Because, like, at the end, like, I was obviously, like, giving him a warning to, like, basically stay out of that business and kind of, I think, chucks him 
somewhere. <laughs> and yeah, it's it's um it's a bit of a it's a bit of a sort of sad moment kind of seeing our kind of become obviously someone that he probably doesn't want to be, but unfortunately it's the the chips kind of unlocked yeah. those and then, he top, moments, so. and then he tops it off by going to Times Square and releasing the Devils, bro. Yeah, so he ends up releasing it. Um, so pretty much the rest of the game becomes like a, a, a fight against Sinister Six at this point. So I think they end up being in pairs. So like the thing, your first fight is... Is it Vulture and that electric one first? Yeah, I'm thinking, yeah. I think Vulture and Electro is the first fight. So it's very much sort of an aerial fight. Um yeah, because there's like a load of Electro, load of like, like chimney um, stacks in there. Chimney stacks, yeah. something like that, isn't it? It's like a power station, I think. Something like that. Mm. So that's kind of the first main fight, and then the second one is between um, Rhino and Scorpion. Um, so they have kind of a mix-up between each other because they don't really get along that well, which makes it easy enough for Spider-Man to kind of overcome both of them. And then I want to say there's, there's a fight with. Mr. Negative, uh, I might have this wrong somewhere, but there's a um, there's a fight in like a like a dream state for Spider-Man, isn't there? Like you you end up fighting like yes, I know he's wrong. Yeah, I I don't know if it's at this point, and it's it's somewhere in the game, but you end up in like going around having like a, a kind of a dream fight with like Scorpion and who gets involved in it and Mr. Negative, I think. Uh, essentially, the, the the culmination of the game towards the end is sort of, I suppose, the the final fight with Octavius, which at this point um, Parker makes his own, I suppose, kind of octo suit, the sort of black and, and neon neon green, neon yellow. Yeah, I can't, can't, I'm not sure what color it was, but I think it's green because it's it's similar to the, to the green kind of neon color that Octus, uh, Octavius uses for his clothes as well. And that fight was just was really good. Really enjoyed the final fight with Octavius. And then uh, I suppose like the last kind of cutscenes are quite emotional. At this stage, I thought we were going to have to make a choice. What of like the city or at May? Oh yeah, yeah. I actually see what you mean. That that's just a bit afterwards. So like the, the actual like I suppose final conversation between Parker and Octavius, I thought was was really well acted. I I really enjoyed it. I think I I, I think I shed it a couple of tears because it was quite emotional. <laughs> about how, like Octavius has just given into his desires and not thought about you know doing doing the best for mankind and, and stuff and that. That that last uh, that last conversation was was really good. Um, and then obviously I think you end up handing sort of Octavius to the police. And you end up getting the cure for Devil's Breath, I think. And at this yeah. point, I forgot who make. I forgot who actually makes it. Yeah, who it is? There's. I think there's, there's a character that gets introduced that does it. But yeah, you find out that you know Aunt May's been infected, and you you. I suppose you you think there's 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 some sort of choice. Like Parker wants to wants to make the choice of saving her over the I suppose the rest of the sea. And that that like that last conversation as well between him and Anne May is really well done as well. Like her knowing that he was he was Spider Man and you know um putting his life for the for the good of people and stuff and basically telling him that like he needs to put others in front of himself and, and this and this point. It's pretty much just missing missing the the Uncle Ben 
sort of chat of just like with great power comes great responsibility really <laughs> but that was emotional because you see Aunt May before she passes away um, but he does save the rest of the city and then, yeah that's pretty much like the end of the story until until there's like a I suppose post credit scene where you see um, you see Miles reveal um, a certain thing to Parker because I think have they moved in it's not that thing everyone's well, thinking about well we never mentioned how we met Miles did we we're not no, I forgot. It was um, I've lost over that because that is part of the um, Mr. Negative stuff, wasn't it? Because Miles's dad is um, a police officer, officer. officer Jefferson. Yeah, officer. And Jefferson. He ends up getting killed at a rally for is it Norman? I think. Yeah, it's like the Norman rally for mayor of the city, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. So the is it the inner demons they attack, and he dies mm-hmm. as part of that. And then that's how you meet him, and then you encourage Miles to to feast. To help out, to uh, yeah, sort of like help him recover, so to speak. I don't know. Yeah, like he's so doing something to do. So yes, he he a lot of similarities between him and him and himself when he lost Uncle Ben, sort of thing. So yeah, he encourages him to contribute that feast, I should say, um, volunteer, I should say, the, the right word. Yeah, and that's where you get sort of some of Miles' stealth mission as well, kind of trying to make his way to feast. Um, by getting through, um, I think it's Osborne security because I think they put like a lockdown on the sea um, due to the attack. I actually forget where at this point do we see Miles get bit? We do. He's in Oscorp's office, isn't he? At some point, I think. No, 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 no. no I'm getting that wrong. I'm getting confused. It's Mary Jane does that. She's trying to get evidence on what's what Osborne might be going on. I think one of the um, Genetically enhanced spiders. Basically, it's in the box. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, it's in the box that Mars picks up. That's it. And then strange things happen to him. But then, as you say, yeah, he reveals it to Peter. Yeah, he, he reveals to Peter that he has. And then suddenly, Peter starts going, oh, like, oh, okay, yeah. that. all right. <laughs> so then they both get on the ceiling. I, I do wonder at this point, does Miles know that Peter's Spider-Man, or is that also suddenly a new no, reveal to know. him? Yeah, that's, it's revealed to Miles that he doesn't know that. Yeah. It's so he's like, oh, okay, well, if you're suddenly going to do that, I'm going to do that myself. Miles is just like, oh, I've got something I need to tell you. Yeah. And so they Peter does it. Like, oh, right, okay. <laughs> oh, I've got something to tell you. <laughs> so, but that was, that was a nice little scene between them. And then the, is so it, post, was, is it in... a post-credit bit? The next bit? Yeah, I think the post-credit yeah, bit is the very end. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we, find, um, we find Osborne in his lab. Not uh, Osborne. Normal, I was supposed to say. Talking about um, trying to, f- well, he's he's working on trying to find some sort of cure for something. Hmm. Um, and then you, it's revealed that, um, well, throughout the game, you, it's, it's been told that Harry Osborne is out of the sea on some sort yeah. of trip in Europe. And this scene reveals that he's not quite out of the sea. Um, he's actually in some sort of tube because um, I think he's got some sort of genetic stuff happening with him as well. But it's also revealed that there's, there's some sort of substance that's been used to help him. Mm. Some sort of, you could say, symbiote <laughs> helping with him. So that was, that was, I think it was a big shock to see that. Well, not a shock in, this, in a sense, but like to see that they've, they've introduced the symbiote into their Waspos, their universe. So, so yeah, that, that should, well, hopefully that should... That should um, Nicely tied into the second game, hopefully. Do you want briefly just to want to talk about Miles Morales game? Yeah, if yeah. you want, if you want to talk about Miles, because I mean, 
I think that's just a brilliant game as well, itself. Yeah, Short, totally. Shorter than, than the first game, but I think I think the improvements that they made with, with some of the web-slinging. I like how unique Miles look in his web-slinging compared to, like, Peter. It's very yeah. much a little bit more erratic and not quite as smooth. <laughs> well, Miles' web-slinging improves as you go through the game, so early on he's, like, flailing around and stuff, but yeah. as you get to the end, you can see he's a lot more confident. And that's that's nice to see that they build that in. And also, Miles has got his own fighting style as well, and his own separate power with yep. that electricity Venom stuff powers. that he does as well. Yeah, Venom, Venom powers. powers. Yeah. Nicely tiled, Venom powers. Anyway. Yep. Um, yeah, no, that game's really good. I, I love how different New York feels in, in Mars Morales as well. There's definitely yeah. more Christmas of a personality Eve. to it. Christmas Eve, snowy. Snowy. A lot more puddles. Yeah. Got to love uh, them puddles. Yep. I love those puddles. But his story is good as well. It's very a very personal story with his with his mm. best friend. Right. Should we talk about the uh the, the the face change? Oh, from the remastered <laughs> one. Yes. Hmm. OG Peter for the win. Yeah. I've I've kind of grown attached to the to the new one. I don't know. I've not got the so I've not got the remastered uh, version. I find the new guy just like generic kid number one. It's <laughs> like it's like when you're playing FIFA, you just choose the like the yeah. default head. You see, yeah. but then yeah, but then Peter's always had kind of a generic look to him. There's not much that stands out. <laughs> yeah, but this just look, looks like a regen. They've not even yeah. they've not even put any thought into it. They just thought, oh yeah, that'll do. Slap that on there. Was well, there any particular reason they did that? There's something to do with like the motion capture on his lipstick or something um, like that. Something. Uh, apparently, the the motion capture. I, I think the the code that they have or, or the animations that they had for the PS4 version couldn't translate well when putting it up to the PS5 version. It's it's some about. I think they said as well some about like the bone structure as well. Apparently, like the new act of the guy best suited the Maybe it was the lip syncing. I think there was a mention of lip syncing as well. So they had to new, they had to use a new face, basically. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm sure once, once we see it better in, in Spider-Man 2, it, it might grow. I don't know. Justice for Peter Parker. Yeah. I, I, I would like to get the remastered version at some point and see how it, how it stands up to the original. See how it looks. Shall we finish with one other thing? The suits. Oh, actually, no. Yeah, we could talk about the suits. What's your favourite suit? Ooh, favourite suit. Maybe the homecoming suit. Uh, the Stark suit, I should say. I think it's officially called. It's been recreated quite well in um, in the game. And it looks nice. It does look nice. I can't remember what it was called. Spike suit. No, the, um, the Stark suit. So they're just the original red Red and blue suit. It might be in the... No, the Iron Spider suit was a pre-order bonus. I think the Homecoming one was... That's my favorite one. The Iron Spider suit. The Iron Spider. Well, special mention to the negative suit. That was quite cool. What was the one with the oh. ghost head? What's it called now? Uh, Spirit Spider, I think. Spirit Spider, that's it, yeah. Um, I liked the, um, the black one with the golden spider going down his body with, like, the collar kind of thing. That's the one that oh, I yeah. finished with. Oh, oh is, that? is that the... That might be the big-time one. That's that's the one from the comics. That's a good suit. Spider-Punk. 
Oh, Punk Spider. I've I've seen I I watched um I watched someone do like a ranking of the suits um since the remastered one because like the remastered one brought in three new suits as well. I will say I'm kind of I'm kind of fond of the of the 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 UK spider look. I think that looks kind of cool. Maybe it's just because I'm like it's a British thing because <laughs> it's kind of <laughs> got like the suits in like the style of the British flag. So that cool. Try and think of the other ones that I used a lot as well. Secret Wars, the Secret Wars one. It's the one with the the. It's like a black. It's almost like Miles Morales suit. It's like black, and then it's got like the red webbing on top. But it's got the spider is all around the suit, and it's in blue. That looked kind of cool. I like doing that for the stealth missions. <laughs> <laughs> Stealthing around. You got the animated one, haven't you? Oh, the comic look one. Yeah, that, that was that's pretty cool. That's cool. I liked the um, Into the Spider Verse one as well. Yeah, that one was cool. It didn't quite have the the same style that you could get in the in Miles Morales' one, where it could it could move in like the the two frames per second thing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, cool. And then of course, there's the one where he's just in his undies. <laughs> oh. Yeah. So he's just got yeah. a mask and he's just wearing kegs. <laughs> that that was the suit. I think that's the suit you unlock when you 100 percent it. It's like, oh, here's your reward, Spider-Man and kegs. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. You can really feel the wind flowing in his hair. I did realise that. <laughs> I did really like as well the Sam Remy suit when they introduced it. So it's perfect, like one to one of like the films. Really enjoyed that suit. And then the remastered, they introduced the amazing suit that um, Andrew Garfield wore as well. <laughs> I just think it's a it's a pretty decent spider suit. I do kind of miss it when they went back to the, I suppose, classic look for the second film. I really like the variation of all the suits, though. And they're not exactly difficult to get hold of, are they, on the game? Yeah. That's no. one thing that I like, is that it's quite easy to... You're not, you're not really shut off of a lot of unlockables, are you? There is a, a lot of unlockables, but it, it, not it does feel... Yeah, yeah it does feel kind of rewarding as well. Like, you feel like you're unlocking something different when it, with each suit. Did you did you do all the um photo opportunities? I did. I do have a platinum. Oh yeah, of course, of course. <laughs> <laughs> That's one thing that they I'm introduced into the the um, Miles Morales game that was good, like the photo editing side of it. Well, they they had that for the first game as well. The did they? Oh, I must have not used that. I thought it was just in. Miles. That was one of the first things I did. Uh, I, I wanted to. So some of the some of the points in the sea where you where Spider-Man would like pirouette in, through like a, a tube thing. I forgot what it is. Some of the what? Do you know, in, you know, in some of the when you're web web swinging in the certain sections, you see this got like a it's like a construction thing. It's like a large like a large cylinder thing. But when you swim uh, when you swing into it, he'll it'll like basically oh. yeah, I don't mean so swinging it. through a pipe. Yeah, um, or like through the the war towers. Like some of the yeah. war yeah. towers will do that. That was like the first time I wanted to use four up. Like as soon as you went through, I wanted to take four up because it looked pretty cool. Because but then he's just there, just like holding the phone, just doing the peace sign, <laughs> just for it. I probably the game that I've used for um, four mode on the most because it's just there's so many options to do it. Like one of my screen, one of my um, wallpapers on my on my desktop is the just swinging by the um, Avengers Tower. Yeah. Just getting the Avengers logo in. That was cool. 
I like the Easter egg that the um, the Ghostbusters firehouse is in there. Quite a lot. If you go around the yeah, if you go around the back, it's it's one of the secret photo things. But if you go around the back, there's a picture oh. of a ghost graffiti on the wall. Oh, I can't remember that one. Yeah, good. I do like the one with um, in Devil's Kitchen as well. You can get a full up of um, Murdoch's place. His residence of uh, doing his lawyering and stuff. I think that that's that, that's something I'd like to see in the second game. Like, I know they're gonna they're doing Wolverine, but I'd like like some sort of Avenger cameo. Shall we finish one thing? Shall we finish with talk of the cameo? Oh, Stanley. Stanley. The cameo. Oh. I think one of the final things he did, weren't it? I think. One of his final yeah, cameos. Yeah. 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 One of his final ones in the uh, is it in the in the diner, isn't it? Yeah, because yeah. he says, I think, they were always my favourite. You two were always like my favourite. Yeah. So, oh. No, Stan, you're my favourite. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie, I think I did cry at this point, because it was like, it was pretty much out just after his death, wasn't it? Yeah. I was just like, oh, God. No. It was nice what it did in Miles Morales as well, where they had the, the statue. The statue, yeah. yeah. That was nice. That's a marsh to me. So there we have it, Marvel Spider-Man into the Video Game Hall of Fame. If you enjoyed listening to us, please consider tuning in next time. We really spy with Ken Tuesdays. You can visit our website, jokingdolphin.com, where we post the Hall of Fame. Also feel free to follow us on all social media platforms to continue the conversation. You can find Joking Dolphin on YouTube and Facebook, as well as on Instagram and Twitter at Joking Dolphin. Until next time, thanks for listening. Goodbye. Thank you. Bye-bye.